0: Welcome in. <laughs> yeah,
1: i about to drop my phone. Scare me.
0: I wanted to change it up a little bit. This you it up, Lord. third episode. It sounds like rubber chickens
1: you'd squeeze. like... That's why weird. I was impersonating. Did I do a good stare, job? Like, for
0: real. Yeah, All right. I'm sweating. Me too. You just I scared man. myself. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, in case you were wondering, this is the armchair analyst. Uh, Back at it again, episode sixty-five. We are part three of the four-part uh draft position series. Garrett wise, co-host, alongside Hunter Saffle. What's up, what's up? What's up? I <laughs> oh, wish I would have yelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So this is part three, like I said. Uh if you haven't listened to the first two, basically what we're doing is we're picking different draft positions. Um, in order, and how they affect your draft strategy, players would look for uh, with the ideas. The idea being that wherever you draft from, you can come listen to one of these episodes and and get our insight and get our takes on the best
1: way to attack your draft. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, ADP changes um, for one daily, but also like your draft is not going to fall the same way that all your mock drafts fall. But sometimes it's nice just to kind of go into your draft with a little confidence knowing like, Okay, this guy's kind of following to me most of my drafts. You know, I've got a plan going into it because I know my draft position ahead of time. So um, that's the whole idea behind this episode and or this series, really, is just to kind of give you guys an idea of what um, what we think a solid team would look like based off the position you're in.
0: Yep, absolutely. So in this episode, we're going to be doing the uh, one hundred six to one hundred nine position. Yep, um, kind of that you know later mid round uh, to me might be my least favorite place
1: to draft from this year real so i know you're a Bijan guy his adp tends to fall about the eight range um if you started your draft with Bijan, are you still like would you rather have other guys that fall within that two to five range so uh yeah i would rather have those guys
0: because i feel like they're more of a sure thing to me the 106 to 109 is just good enough to have a lot of question marks and and not really know what you're getting into. And I like to have sure things in these early picks. So you just mentioned a guy to me, the best guy you could draft right here is B. John Robinson. To me, he's as sure of a thing as you're going to get anywhere. I think they're going to run the crap out of them. Um They have a top six offensive line uh, rated by PFF right now. And he's going to get all they the have touches. Arthur Smith. They have Arthur Smith. He runs a crap. He ran the crap out of Tyler Algier and last Desmond year. Desmond
1: Ritter, who's not very good.
0: Yeah. So for all those reasons, he's going to get plenty of touches. He's shown the talent. He was obviously a top whatever. where did he get drafted? Five or six, something like that. Uh, he was top 10 for yeah, sure. Top 10. It's- I think was number eight, actually. I think you're right. So anyway, to me, it's Bijan Robinson here. Um, but also Saquon Barkley is a guy I would look like. I mean, Saquon is just a two or three year old two or three year older version of Bijan John Yeah. <laughs> but um,
1: he's been great as well. But I don't really like the receivers here. I get a little bit sketched out by him. So So if I'm looking at receiver here it's Diggs really and that's it. Um, to me he is you know we've talked about in previous episodes like he's like the higher end of Mari Cooper or Keenan Allen like he's just been there done that for so many years. He's going to get you probably 1200 yards or more 1300 yards and plenty of upside touchdown upside in this offense so um if you're looking at receiver and you like building your team with a strong foundation at wide receiver it's digs um otherwise like there's a tear break after that and you could probably get one of those other wide receivers in the second round um if you want to stay balanced but yeah it's probably Bijan. um if you want to reach a little bit you could probably get barkley chubb or henry here uh but Bijan's probably the guy or barkley in the first for me
0: i hate to you go ahead and and yeah we'll, we'll move on to the second round um but a guy that I don't know that he's getting enough respect, honestly, it's Nick Chubb. Yeah. He's been so good. And like his backup is gone. Obviously, they have another backup behind him, Jerome Ford, I believe, who it's going to yeah. be. Who? But exactly. Yeah. Kareem Nobody Hunt. Was, knows who that is. Kareem Hunt was a starter, an NFL starter, and ended up being a backup behind Chubb. And now he's gone. And Chubb's just been so good. Like he could be, he needs a little bit more passing work to be the one, the RB1 in um, PPR but I think he might get that this year. And I, I don't know that he shouldn't be in that same
1: conversation with Saquon and Bijan. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, it'd be awesome is to start your draft with Chubb in the, you know, mid to late first and then get Henry for some reason, Derek Henry is falling into the second round and it blows my mind. I think that honestly, I think he's better than Nick Chubb for fantasy. Uh, but both of those guys, both those guys are probably going to see three to three, 350 touches each with no backup in that offense. And they are the offense. Um, so I, I think that, um, I mean, the Titans are Derrick Henry's offense. And so I think if you could start your draft with those two, like Derrick Henry's the guy is where I'm going with this is who I'm looking at here in the second, but if he gets drafted before you, the wide receiver value is just incredible here. ASB Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle, like all those guys are here and I'll probably take one of those guys. If Derrick Henry doesn't fall.
0: Yeah. It goes back to what we're saying. I mean, I'm it, from that position in the first round, I'm probably gonna go running back and then I'm probably gonna look wide receiver here, but Derek Henry is so hard to turn down. Like you said, he's just been so good for so long. Um, I wouldn't mind starting If he's my RB two and then I have to figure it out at wide receiver in the third round, I don't mind that. But normally I'm going to be looking at running back first, probably coming back with a wide receiver
1: yeah and there's a chance like Ceedee lamb or aj brown fall to you there too like do you like those guys or Devonte adams better aj brown in our draft um which
0: there were some keepers involved in that changes things a little bit but this past weekend he fell to the sixth or seventh pick of the it was one spot in front of me um in the second round so like midway to the second he was still there and to me I would definitely take A.J. Brown. I think he is not only the wide receiver one on an excellent team, I think he has the game-breaking potential to be the wide receiver one throughout the entire league, and and uh, he's an exciting player, and I would love to have that dude on my team. Yeah, so it's Devontae Adams for me, then A.J.
1: Brown, then CeeDee Lamb. But that makes um, you feel good
0: because I got Devontae Adams whenever A.J. went
1: right in front of me. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams could easily get 180 targets this year. Like It's just going to be wild, and I don't think A.J. Brown in that offense, we'll just see that kind of target share. But um, just because it's more explosive and way more weapons. But that's neither here or there. Like, I I just like Devontae Adams a little bit more there. but
0: um, Mine's just ageism is the only thing. I mean, Devontae is age 30. Um, A.J. Brown, I think, is 26. You know, it feels like he's just now getting into his prime and maybe Devontae's on the backside of his career and he's got Jimmy Garoppolo
1: throwing the ball is my only thing with those two. Um, So going into the mid-to-late third-round pick um are you look would you look at quarterback here so like the top tier guys the top three are gone but guys like joe burrow and lamar jackson are available or is it you know just load up on your running backs and wide receivers here for you to me it's
0: it's stay with the running backs and wide receivers but i don't like that i don't really like the quarterbacks here <clears throat> and that's it's more of a personal thing but like joe burrow has never i think he's a great real life quarterback I don't know that he's ever gonna be the one oh you know, the the quarterback one. I don't know that he has the game breaking potential to do that. Lamar Jackson, we've seen him do that, but he's had some injury issues last year. The team is a little bit different. He he feels a little bit scary. I I, I'm trying to remember the stat. I shouldn't even brought this up, but something like he'd only had like five QB one weeks in his last 18 games he's played or something. It was some crazy stat I heard. Yeah. And so he's been kind of inconsistent. And, and so no, I'm not really looking at quarterback here to me, a guy like Devonta Smith, um, Keenan Allen is actually pretty underrated because he's an older guy. People like that is who I'm looking for here.
1: Yeah. Back to the quarterbacks. I'll be brief. But um, on the last episode, we talked about how the two Justins are discounted versions. Um, I think that the two that you just brought up, Burrow and Jackson, like Fields and Herbert are perfect discounted versions of those guys so if you like the pocket passer go get Herbert two rounds later than Burrow if you like the rusher go get Fields two rounds later than Mar Jackson and get you a solid you know wide receiver two or three or running back two or three here so yeah Devonta Smith's guy I'm looking at here I like Jameer Gibbs here Um, I've expressed my love for Jameer Gibbs on the show many times so Mm -hmm. I would would be happy with Jameer Gibbs here Um, and then you know let the draft kind of fall to me as far as like who we get um, in the fourth because there's some good receivers still available and some pretty good running back um, uh, value that could fall to you there in the fourth yeah
0: so looking forward to the fourth this is where i start really really paying attention to what my roster looks like and seeing what i have uh we've mentioned on the other episodes i try to stay balanced but say you did start off with two running backs and and uh, you got two running backs and a wide receiver this is where i start looking at those onesie positions for me personally or i'm looking to add to my wide receiver room more than anything in that scenario but that's what in the fourth round, I want to see who I've got on my team and see what players are available and how
1: they can fit my roster. Yeah, so we, we talked about um, – I'm, I'm with you. I think wide receivers, like where the value is here. Uh, guys like Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon could fall. Um, as we talk about them on the last episode, You know, I, I really think their ADP is starting to rise um, the further in the, trend, the preseason we get. But um, if they fall, get them here in the fourth. If they don't, it's all about the wide receivers for me. Uh, Debo potentially could be here. Amari Cooper, um, even Terry McLaurin. Like I really like all three of those guys, so I would take any of them.
0: I really think it's um, worth mentioning. Like I don't. I'm looking at the the players that are available here at running back. I don't necessarily like going zero RB um, this year with how things fall. Like you have to find the right guys. And and to me, like you just said, there's a lot of value here at wide receiver. Not a whole lot of good looking running backs here. And so okay, if I start out with three straight wide receivers and now I'm trying to fill my onesie positions plus my running backs. I don't, I don't like that. So I, to me this year feels like
1: a year where you almost need to be more of a hero RB. If you're going to do that and at least have one good guy you can count on. That's exactly what I was about to say. Um, I think if I can start my draft first three rounds with great running back and two wide receivers, I'm feeling pretty good about it going into the fourth round. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like the wide receivers here. And, and, like I said, those two Justins, could you could reach for one of those if you don't think they'll fall to you in the fifth because um, there's potential that you know a quarterback run happens and they don't get to you. But um, those running backs are pretty sketchy right around that area. And so I don't, I don't like to reach on a running back there. I just like to take the good value with some of those older guys at uh, wide receiver.
0: Absolutely. So now um, looking to the fifth round, just – General roster construction. If I have wide receivers and running backs here, I I want to get one of those onesie positions either here or the next round here pretty soon. I want to have uh above average tight end or quarterback, and I think this is a good place to be looking. Maybe at some of those quarterbacks you were talking about that were sort of discount versions of their
1: higher uh, counterparts. Yeah, I think this late fifth or mid to late fifth round um, is the place to go get your uh, tight end. I think. I mean, we've Kyle Pitts is disappointed, but he has that game breaking potential. Um, and league-winning potential. Then there's guys like Darren Waller and Dallas Goddard, who Darren Waller's probably going to get peppered with targets this year in that New York Giants offense. And then Dallas Goddard has the safety of being on the Philly offense, and he's a very trustworthy option for Jalen Hurts. He's gonna get He's going to have some touchdown upside. So I like the tight end position here. Um, You know, if some of those receivers happen to fall and you still have those three tight ends that could fall to you in the early sixth, you know, maybe you play the ADP game and try to get a value at your running back or your wide receiver position um sometimes jk dobbins is around here so get jk dobbins and then hope for one of those three tight ends in the next round but um i do like with one of these two picks probably trying to get a tight end
0: yeah i got jk dobbins in the sixth round and uh but now we know he's back and he's he's supposed to be healthy and so he's probably gonna be bumping up i would imagine um kyle pitts you mentioned him i feel like Man, I just get a, a weird feeling that he could be a, a really good breakout candidate this year. I think they're going to try and get him more involved. He went for over a thousand yards as a rookie uh, last year, only played in 10 games and didn't have nearly that success. But I just feel like he might be
1: their number one uh, receiving option over Drake London and uh, could be pretty good. Yep. And then I, I agree with you. Um, that's why I'm saying, like I talked about him just very briefly. Like he, like, like he, he just, he's too talented to get in, the, um, in this range, you know? So if you happen to get your tight end in, in the fifth right here, I'm looking for running backs. Um, there's some pretty good wide receivers, Pittman and Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams, Hollywood. Those guys might be available. Um, the running backs that are available, though, I do like them. So, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but probably going to be a tight end in, in the fifth so that I can get one of these running backs in the sixth. Um, but um, like James Conner, Cam Akers, you know, looking at this list, Dalvin Cook, like um, Dalvin Cook could be, you know, an early season, you know, Weak winning type guy so um anyways i like those guys right here in the sixth too. So.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm still not sold on Dalvin Cook. I think it's gonna be a committee, uh, and I think Dalvin Cook's probably gonna go too high. But they paid him enough. They paid him over eight million dollars. They're gonna use him. Like he's gonna get some work, and so he's definitely and he's probably the most talented guy in that position. I think James Conner though is a guarantee to get that work. I like James Conner a whole lot, and I think Rashad White has some of that sneaky questionable upside where you don't know what his NFL career is gonna hold, but he could be a superstar possibly.
1: Yeah, Rashad White's going to be a volume play. Like, think about Najee Harris a few years back, his rookie season, that terrible Steelers offense, but he was still very good for fantasy. I think that could be Rashad White this year with no real, you know, competition for reps, and that offense is going to be terrible. I mean, Mm. so I I think Rashad White's probably one of the few bright spots in that offense. Um, Moving on to the, you know, mid to late seventh, Um, this is a tough position to be in. I think that. Um if I'm here, I'm I'm just looking for running back or wide receiver depth, depending on what my roster looks like. You know, uh you talked about it in the last episode about having some of those older tried and true guys like Mike Evans, David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson. Like those are some veteran guys that I don't mind putting on my roster right here. Um but I I, my favorite pick probably in this area is probably James Cook. I'm high on James Cook this year. Um I don't mind reaching for him here. Because, you know, you don't want to play the ADP game and hope he falls to you in the next round. Like, I would just go ahead and get him here.
0: I don't know if I could pull the trigger on it, but a guy that, like, I'm excited about that I'm looking at this list is Jahan Dodson. I don't know that he – I think – I don't – I think he could be the wide receiver one on this team possibly. I know Terry McLaurin's there, obviously, but he showed some flashes where he just had elite – First, elite upside great hands like he looked like an nfl wide receiver that was ready to take the next step and uh i don't know what to believe about sam howell and that entire offense but he is a guy that is very
1: intriguing to me and, and could be a game winner or a league winner i think i think seven. this offense is being slept on a little bit the the further we get into or closer we get to draft season and the actual season you know eric bianney is the new offensive coordinator over there um, formerly with the Chiefs. And this team has actually got some solid weapons all across the field. Sam Howell is a gunslinger. I mean, I think Terry McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson are both going to be great. And I, I do like both running backs for fantasy as well. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. So, yeah, so like that, that late 7th and then you get into the early 8th, like Jahan Dotson's probably a guy um, I would try to play the ADP, ADP game, game and hope that he falls to me in the early 8th because he is probably a reach in the mid to late 7th. Um but I, I do like him getting him in the eighth. I, I would love to have Jahan Dotson.
0: Absolutely. So, looking at the eighth, I mean, I don't know who you're looking at here. We've talked about a few different players. We've talked about that. The uh, What are they now? The Washington Commanders, I guess? They
1: are the Commanders. Okay. Still. <laughs> but they will change next year, apparently.
0: Yeah, apparently they're going to change back. Uh, you know, both those running backs are left. Michael Thomas, we've touched on a little bit. It kind of goes back to, um, you know, roster construction again. But I will say. I'm not really, I think a lot of people are taking quarterbacks in this position and I'm not super impressed with like Dak Prescott two is okay. Um, players like that. I just, I don't know. They don't really do it for me. And I would, I would
1: recommend people wait till later. Yeah. I, w- I would rather wait and, um, look for Anthony Richardson possibly later on. Um, so I, I would probably be punting the quarterback uh, if I didn't get one of those guys early. So it's, it's probably just running back or wide receiver depth here. Get you some, um, some upside guys like the rookie wide receivers, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson. Some of those guys tend to fall here. Um, I, I like those. Uh, but you talked about Brandon Cooks in the last episode. If he happens, you, you might have to reach for him here. But um, if he's available, you know that's a pretty solid pick as well. He's one of those older, tried and true guys like Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, um, any of those wide receivers. I think that's the value you look for here in the pick.
0: Mm-hmm. So moving now to round nine. nine
1: yeah, yep. it's the ninth round, mid to late round, ninth round.
0: Yep. so guy that we've talked about in every single episode so far is Khalil Herbert. I think we've talked about him other episodes. Uh, if he's there, take him. I think he's definite. Um, he probably should have been taken Browns ago. Yeah, he probably won't be here. But if he is, I would take him. Devon A. Chain – or Devon A. Chain, sorry. Um, I don't know. He has some sneaky upside. And he is the only player – I watched a lot of college football last year. He's the only player – when I watched the TV, I was like, who is that dude? He is electric. He is – very good and he looked better than everybody else on the field. And I was so excited. I remember I had never heard of him. I looked him up and I was so excited about him and then I saw he was like five six and I was like Itty bitty. Yeah, I was like, he's never gonna make it in the NFL. But He looks just as electric from what I'm hearing in camp. He looks very good. Um, I don't know how they're going to use him at his size, and that's the only fear. But he is a guy that I would be at least interested in. But he might be a guy, like you said uh, earlier, that maybe you play the ADP game, hope that he falls around
1: 10 here. Yeah, but I I do like in the ninth round looking at these running backs. Like, if you look to see who's available here, um, I, I don't mind waiting on the wide receivers, like playing that ADP game and getting one of these. So the receivers that might be available, to me, it's it's basically between Elijah Moore, Cortland Sutton, Alan Lazard. I'll wait and get whoever falls to me in the tenth. The running backs: Samaje P. Ryan, Devon A. Chain. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Zach Charbonnet, but you know, he's he's another guy that's possibly available here. Um, and then there's um, Rashad Penny. Like, if you th- if you believe in Penny or Charbonnet, you know, like those guys are guys. I, I like taking one of those running backs here, but preferably Devon A. Chain, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and then one guy I just want to mention real quick: Samaje P. Ryan. Um, I don't know what he's going to be. He was drafted very early by the Washington, whatever they were at that time, Redskins, I think, the years Red ago. Skinners, yep. And uh, he just didn't really hit his rookie year, and then he's been a journeyman ever since. But I think he's extremely talented. He looked very good in Cincinnati last year. I think he was like RB30 or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, And with Javante Williams and his knee injury and everything that's going on with him, he might be a sneaky, really good handcuff. Um, probably wait till this round 10, though.
1: Yeah, you just never know what's going to happen with Javante Williams. Supposedly he's back and he's ready, but you just never know. And, you know, that could get re-aggravated pretty quickly. But um, like I said a second ago, though, like the wide receivers here falling into the 10th round, like this is what I'm looking at. Um, if you didn't go quarterback, Geno Smith's available. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, Geno Smith's here. Like if you're punting quarterback, I like la- Geno Smith in the 10th. But other than that, it's like I'm I'm looking for these wide receivers. I'll probably get Alan Lazard or trusted Aaron Rodgers wide receiver or Cortland Sutton and just hope for the Sean Payton upside in that Denver offense. Uh, besides that, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting. And if I didn't have a tight end, I'll just get a tight end in the next round.
0: Yeah. I punted, uh, you mentioned him, so I won't talk too much on him, but I, I punted quarterback in uh, our league the other day and I was waiting to get uh, Geno Smith and I waited too long and missed out on him. And I feel like there was a pretty bad tear break after that. I ended up with Kirk cousins, which isn't in the world, but Geno Smith was the quarterback five last year,
1: and I think he could do it again this year. And I think he's a great value in that 10th round. Honestly, you know, um, we're, we're done talking about this outline, but I I think Geno Smith is a very sleeper type candidate at the wide or at the quarterback position because the wide receivers got better and the running backs, I mean, potentially got better. They drafted two running backs um, this year and Zach Charbonnet and Kenny McIntosh. So um, I think this offense just got better and Gino now has a full year in this offense. I just think that um he's asleep. All the arrows there. are pointed
0: up. Like nothing changed to hurt his his stock, but he's still in a, a double digit round kind of guy. So I, I definitely think he's worth
1: a shot for yep. sure. Yep. I think so too.
0: All right. So that was episode sixty-five. We'll be going to episode sixty six. We're gonna talk about that end draft, uh what is it, one oh ten? Or 110, the one ten. One, 10. The <laughs> 1 110, baby. 110 to one hundred ten? baby. One ten to one twelve. One ten to one twelve on the turn. Check us out, episode sixty six.